In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of koi gear, casting, and kunai's. Okay, people, get your geek on. It's August 26, 2011, and you're listening to Episode 8 of the Knit One Geek 2 Podcast. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from the yarn bunker, because, oh God, with all the stuff that's been going on this week... We had to be somewhere safe. Yeah, we need to get somewhere where nothing, not earthquake, not tornado, not hurricane, nothing can get between us and our yarn. We safe-stashed the Malabrigo, the Koigu, and the Volmice in the, in the inner sanctum of the bunker. We've got three days' worth of food, water, and yarn. And that adds up to a lot of yarn. Because, yeah, this has been quite the week. Yeah... For some of our American listeners, or even some of the Canadian listeners that might be in like British Columbia, a lot of the news here at the beginning of the week was about a huge tornado that went through a small town called Goderich yep. near Lake Huron, which just totaled a good part of the town. And then, of course, there was the earthquake in Virginia. Which stretched all the way up to Canada. There wasn't any damage in Canada, but people, some people felt it. I didn't. Really. I did, and I had to run around my office and tell people not to panic. And then, where we are, there was a major storm on Wednesday that involved tornado watches. And hail. Which is hardly ever yeah, a problem here. We don't we don't normally get that here. We very rarely get actual tornado warnings here. Actually, yeah, it was a... I always forget the order. It was a tornado watch. Then it was a tornado warning. Then there was an alert that just said tornado, and it was like one step up from the, get in the basement now! You're all going to die! This was the, please have your ruby slippers on. We are about to embark yeah. for Oz. And this was knit night, too. Oh, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> Because I was driving you home from midnight, yep. and we were counting the lightning flashes in the yeah. sky. And then, of course, even worse, there's Hurricane Irene yes. <laughs> heading towards the East Coast this weekend, yes. which, if anything, will just give us a heck of a lot of rain, but is going to cause major problems for some other people. My parents, because I've told you guys before that I grew up in the Caribbean and my family still lives there, my parents actually went through it yesterday. It's already passed over them. The house that my family lives in has withstood hurricanes since the 1920s, mm -hmm. and my parents are old pros at this, so basically they stocked up on wine, food, chocolate. All the important stuff. Yeah, the important stuff. Fill and the bathtub with wine. Everybody had their showers and whatnot before the water got, you know, got cut off, and uh, they spent... It must have been like college days because they just went through the entire night and the next into the next day drinking wine and playing cards by candlelight and eating chocolate and eating whatever my mom had cooked in advance, sort of like as a whatever mm. you want to eat, whenever you want to eat buffet. But I think with this storm, the people they're really worried about are the people who don't usually have to deal yeah, with hurricanes. Yeah, in New York State, they've, they've New had, Jersey, they had mandatory evacuations in New York. Yeah, for people who lived in low in lower lying areas, obviously this podcast is going to come out after the storm has passed yeah. that area, but stay safe, guys. Yeah, be careful. Okay, so, now that we're all bunkered down and drinking our hot chocolate over candlelight and knitting our survival gear, what are we knitting? Alright, when we last left, I had an epic quilt of doominess. I still have an epic quilt of doominess because I haven't touched it this week. Stuff happens. I have determined that no superhero, nor any supervillain, has ever had... 
two mega projects going at the same time. You always have a mega death ray, uh, <laughs> and when that blows up, or the Death Star, when the Death Star blows up, what do you revert back to? Uh, that, w- that was your big project. I'm trying so hard not to sing Dr. Horrible right now. Basically, what I'm battling here is that I cannot do two Doomy projects at once. It's driving me nuts. I have chosen to work on the Celtic Stole of Doom first, because it is closer to being done. It is also easier to just whip out, do a little bit, and put away, because whenever I go and sit at the quilt, my son tries to come along and help me. And when you're involving things like scissors and little sewing needles and a four-year-old, the combination never turns out very well. That's all kinds of bad right there. Yeah, so the epic Celtic stole of doom will happen first. And on a happy note, I am halfway through the second repeat. This stole has four repeats, and I'm halfway through the second one. And if I go gangbusters on it, I'm hoping it shouldn't. It should be done by September, by the end of September, because September. I was going to say September is awfully close, Maggie. Yeah, me and that Nyquil shipment I ordered. (laughs) Somewhere inside of September, if I go gangbusters on it, I should be good. Yeah, and I was going to say too, it's a bit more portable. Yeah, because I'm able to quilt. I mean, it does have some charts, but now I've really gotten into the flow of it. Okay. So, you know, I've done... And you can still technically do it at night. It might be slower, but... I might take up, you know, a whole coffee table with my charts, but that's okay. Yep. I'm sure I'm not the only... We understand this. Yeah. And also, after last week lamenting about not having brain-dead knitting, I found knitting needles. They just magically appeared. Yes, the knitting fairy came by and just dropped them off. They're size 2.5s, and um, none of my friends have said that they're missing any. Yeah, they look like Hayahayas. I mean, I guess I, ideally I would like twos or 2.5s, but you know what? I'm not going to look a gift fairy in the mouth. And I should mention, when we say they're 2.5s, I don't know if you said, just said it earlier, but when I, when we refer to twos or 2.5s, we're, we're referring to millimeters. Yes, we are. None of this American size, European size crap. No, it's just we're just using the millimeters because it's the easiest way that's, to do it. That's just what we do. <laughs> So even this past week, as I was um, emailing all my buddies and saying, hey, by the way, I found these needles. Um, Are they mine, or did anybody leave them at my house? I've cast on a sock. It just sort of happened. (laughs) I don't know what came over me, but it just happened. Yeah. I seem to remember at one point when I was ordering some Hayahayas, you went in on the order with me, so. But I think there's a good chance they are yours. I'm happy because I have a sock on it. (laughs) So I'm making, uh, this is Blue Moon Fiber Arts. This is the Knitters Without Borders colorway. And these are for my cousin Caitlin, who went to Norway to do her master's in the Peace Transformation Program. So I thought the Knitters Without Borders colorway was appropriate. Yes, it is. It is toe up because I'm still trying to do that whole knitting from the toe up carefree style the way that Karen does. Freestyling, baby! Throw the knitter gang sign. It's like the Spock hand, but sideways. But sideways, so it looks like a K. And all it is is alternating cables so that it looks like it just constantly swirls to one side. Ah. And it's, it's a pretty I know I've seen it somewhere. And you know what? If I find the stitch pattern or the project I got it from, I will, I'll make sure that it's linked. But it's something easy to remember so that all I have to do is just pick it up and go, which yeah. is yay, brain mindless project. Okay, so that's what I'm making. The Celtic stole of doom and the happy socks of um, peace transformation. Sound I dare in. you to name that, name it that in Ravelry. Sure. 
We'll do that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what are you doing? What are you knitting? Um, I'm not knitting much of anything either, too, because it has been a long week. As I mentioned on the first podcast, and I think I've mentioned a couple times since then, I am a library assistant for our sort of smaller town, smaller city library system. And this week was the week of the end of the summer reading club, which means that summer is usually really busy with all sorts of stuff, including with kids coming in to check in with their booklets that say, you know, how many books they've read and to get prizes and all this other stuff. And then the last week we have parties at each of the locations. You have a party in the library? Yes, in the program room. So Wednesday I was working at one of the libraries upstairs when they were having the party downstairs which meant for complete chaos upstairs. And then Thursday, I was doing the party at what I usually refer to online as Tiny Branch. Mm-hmm. Because it is super tiny. It, it is super tiny. It's basically like in a little area of the city, which used to be its own little village until it was incorporated. And it looks like a little one-room schoolhouse. But it's so cute! Yeah, it's adorable, but it also has a teeny tiny program room. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's so the place is so small that until certain health and safety regulations were passed, it was basically a normal thing to have one person working there. But so we were doing a party for what turned out to be about 12 kids ages 2 to 10. Seriously. And it's like, it is, it's always an hour of chaos. So needless to say, this week, my brain has just been fried. I love that she has the sock on her hand at this point. I have the sock on my hand like a sock puppet. So needless to say, this week I have been extremely tired, not helped by the thunderstorms. But because of that, I've basically only been working on what I am kind of calling the nameless brainless socks. And I think I will officially name those... (laughs) In Ravelry. These are the socks that I'm doing out of yarn I dyed. That sort of black, red, and blue. This is the one where it ran until you remembered the the vinegar. Yeah, this was the one from the, the, the dyeing incident I mentioned a few weeks ago. Yeah. But I just sort of started doing a toe-up sock, and I put a cable, little cable on either side. It's so pretty. And, and those are done on twos, it, I bet. I just sort of w- was winging it with the start of it. I just, I knew I wanted to, like, sort of have it organically start from nothing and then, like, turn into the cable. But other than that, it's basically, like, plain stockinette on the top and plain stockinette on the bottom. I love it. So. I, I'm just winging it. And, of course, it has this seamless, beautiful tension gauge and then this pattern that goes up the side. Knitters like you that I just want to pummel. It's practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I've just been working on those. I finished one. Yay. I've started the other one. These are on I'm size twos, right? 2.25. And these are the ones that I'm doing on the Chowgu lace okay. needles. Yeah, I've started the second one. I just did the first little cable cross on the second foot. So that probably won't take too much longer because I think I'm going to still need some time to recuperate. I've been thinking, is it September yet? Are um, the kids back in school yet? Almost there, my little Smurfs. <laughs> I don't even have kids. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, are the kids back in school yet? Other than those, I haven't really been doing any knitting because there's no way I was going to try and do the Viper socks this week. But one thing I did do earlier this week is I went on a bit of a photography binge and I photographed these socks, though I haven't put them in Ravelry yet. I took more photos of the Potion Master stole, including some detailed photos. Yep. And everyone who's commented on it already, thank you. And then I posted pictures of the Aphrodite socks mm-hmm. in their 99% finished status. I have really got to take <laughs> some photographs. Well, in some cases I can't take photographs because I've given the stuff away already. But I've got to try and update my Ravelry. Yeah, I made a concerted effort this weekend to update that stuff, and then I also took a whole bunch of 
photos of my yarn. Not every piece of yarn I have. As I was telling Maggie earlier, I've mainly photographed all the stuff that is like the nice stuff, right. the good stuff, which still adds up to quite a bit of yarn. But it's all the stuff that really I could do stuff with it at any time. The other stuff that I have, which I do have plans for, you know, maybe just not like, I want to knit this right now plans. I'll still photograph that stuff at some point, but it'll be whenever I start whatever right. the project okay. is that I want to do with it. I still have to get all the yarns put in, but... Oh yeah, I forgot. Adventures in Knitting this week, I also taught somebody to knit. Yay! Somebody is going to be home on bed rest for a little while. Ooh. It's not terrible, mm-hmm. but was taking this opportunity to learn something new and... Especially something they can do lying down. Right. And picked up, you know, one of the little instructional booklets and Mm -hmm. went and I went through casting on with her. Long tail loop, uh, long tail method. And we did knit stitches. We did purl stitches. And I'm like, you've got a knit. You've got a purl. You can do just about anything. Anything Anything else is just minor little changes. Like putting two of those together. Yep. She wanted to know how to make a hole in lace. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's just it's a like, yarn you over. You know how you pull your foot, you know how you pull the yarn to the front to yep. make a purl? Do that, but then do a knit. I explained the knit two together and purl two together, and I said, and with that, you can make anything. Go forth. And basically she... Go forth and knit, grasshopper. Yes. She basically said, now I know how to read. Now these patterns make sense. Now I know yeah. what they're talking about. I'm like, there you go. Way to go. And there's always YouTube, and if it's the middle of the night, if it's not the middle of the night, you can call me. If it's the middle of the night, there is YouTube. Yeah, or knittinghelp.com. Yeah. So, yay, we spawned another one. But just because I haven't been knitting much doesn't mean I haven't been thinking about knitting. Especially thinking about larger projects. Yes. Um, I have managed to talk myself down from the crazy that was last week when I was talking (laughs) about the Fair Isle sweater. Very good. You put down the NyQuil? Yeah. I put down the NyQuil. You picked up the DayQuil? Put away the crack. Yeah, I I have mostly talked myself down, (laughs) I should say. Because I was thinking, okay, instead of doing a Fair Isle sweater, I could do a scarf. Like, in a tube. So So I'd basically do, like, Magic Loop the same. I could even do the same uh, Judy's Magic cast on so that the end, one end, is already shut. Fiend, yeah. And then do it in a tube Magic Loop style. Then, of course, my brain got very specific ideas about what what kind of colors I want to use. And palette doesn't really have those colors. <laughs> I'm surprised when I heard you say this. There's pa- there's a color that palette doesn't have. I know. Okay. I would have thought I went there thinking, okay, I can just get some palette. But actually, for some reason, my brain was thinking like the cottage. Okay. So I'm thinking like color of water, gray blues, silvery, color of the rocks up north in Muskoka, which is like a dusky pink black and gray granite or you know like woods like different colored greens but it was mainly like the dusty sort of pinks and the grayish blues so you're looking for muted tones yeah slightly muted tones and palette doesn't really have those palette is very bright or at least they don't have they maybe they have one or two like i know there's sort of a some of the heathers right come very sort of close but i need yeah. three different yeah gray yeah. blues <laughs> This is going to be interesting. Do you have a a pattern in mind? I don't have a specific pattern in mind. I'm sort of debating between either picking a couple patterns, like one large one and one sort of smaller border, and then like a Peary pattern, which is like a little two or three row separator pattern. I wasn't sure whether I wanted to pick a couple and then do the same ones all the way through, or whether I wanted to do sort of more like a sampler scarf. Because I was (laughs) thinking... 
this is going to be a project, like, it's not going to be one I'm going to be, like, working on like crazy unless I really, really want to. I'm sort of thinking it would be something I could, you know, put down, pick up, put down, pick up whenever I felt the urge. And in that case, a, a sampler scarf might be interesting. Fine. yeah. Because then I can do a little border and then I'm like, um, I think I'll do this one, this pattern and yeah. do that. That's probably very freeing as well. Yeah. I did a lace sampler scarf quite a while ago. And one of the things that was really nice about that, it was, I hadn't really done a lot of lace at the time. Right. I'd done a few little things, like little bookmarks, but I hadn't done a lot of it. And I found that project really helped with learning like how to read lace. It might be nice with that, with the pharaoh. Now, because I couldn't find the colors and palette, mm-hmm. <laughs> I started thinking about getting yarn from a couple traditional Shetland companies. I know there's Jameson's, and I know there's Jameson and Smith, and I don't think they're actually too related at the moment. But two weeks from tomorrow yeah. is... The Kitchener-Waterloo Knitters Fair. What? And one of the vendors there, I know from experience, and because then I double-checked and looked it up, usually has a lot of Jameson's Spindrift there. So I might be spending some time at that booth. And it's more expensive than the palette, especially when you figure that the Jameson's comes in 25-gram balls. Right. But that way I would be able to actually pull balls off the shelves and look put, at them yeah, together. Yeah, put them together. I kind of need to figure out how much I want or how much I need, but then the place that carries it also has something of an online store. Okay. So really, if I need two balls of something and I only get one, I can always order it later. I can make a dirty joke there, but I'm not going to. Penalty box! I didn't make it! <laughs> you were almost there. So yes, and speaking of the Kitchener-Waterloo Knitters Fair... Squee! As you can tell from the squeeing, we are going to be there. Heck yeah. And we are going to have shirts. Yes. Hopefully, provided they arrive in time. Yes. We have made them up on Zazzle. They are on their way, hopefully. Yep. No, mine got shipped. I got the notice. Mine got shipped. You got shipped? Okay. I actually need to finish my order, but hopefully they will be on their way soon. I'm not sure. We did it from the Canadian store. Yeah. I'm not sure where they're shipping from in Canada, but a lot of places ship from Ontario, so hopefully it'll even take like a couple days. Yeah. And we're actually thinking of making the shirts available if anyone else wants to buy them. Yeah. Um, But for the moment, we'll just have ours. And we'll be wandering around. And if you see us, say hello. And if you see us, depending on whether we get stuff (laughs) in time, I don't want to tell it right now because I want to make sure that, you know, it's on its way. But we might have something a little special for you. (laughs) If we don't have the something little special that I'm thinking of, we'll still give you something special. What, a lap dance? (laughs) I'm going to be tired. We'll give you a hug. Oh, boy. Or a smoochie on the cheek. A happy sock hug. Hug. Or sexual favors. Oh, boy. (laughs) If you're carrying really good yarn and offer to get offer to give it, <laughs> no, no, we are not. Just in case you never know on the internet, yes. who is going to take you seriously? Yeah, so I would hope none of our listeners would be like that. But anyway, at least not in the creepy sort of way. In the hey, you're hot. Maybe I'll think about it sort just, of way. Just move along, okay? <laughs> anyway, next, just, next, just move along. You are so close to the penalty box. <laughs> okay, and then one last thing. This is more adventures in in yarn buying. Um, <laughs> she's holding two skeins right now as if they were lightsabers. One is a vibrant teal and the other is like a beautiful blue, dark blue. Yeah. Shades of dark blue. And this stuff is 
Vol Mysa. Which in itself could qualify as a lightsaber. <laughs> because a couple weeks ago, I happened to go on Twitter and saw that the Lupiu had updated like 10 minutes before with Vol Mysa. And I don't think I've ever even gone to the Lupiu when they had a Vol Mysa update. Usually I miss it. But there's been quite a few times when I've been on Plurk and someone has said, hey, it's up. And I haven't even gone because there's so much really pretty yarn from Indie Dyers that I've never felt the need to be part Part of the insane tackle fest, the ginormous pudding wrestling match <laughs> that is the Volmisa sales at the Loopy U. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what Volmisa is, it's a uh, German indie dyer. It's gorgeous stuff. She has beautiful, vibrant colors, but it's very hard to get, especially in North America. So basically, if you live in North America, the only real places I know of to get it are either from the Volmisa herself, from her online store, or from the Loopy U in St. Louis. And because it's in such demand, because it's so hard to get, usually when the Loopy U puts it up, it sells out in like 15, 20 minutes. It used to be like everything would sell out within five minutes. It's not quite as insane. There's still some stuff up like 20, 25 minutes after it goes up, mm -hmm. but you still have to act fast. So um, for some reason, I clicked on the link and I'm calling this my Volmisa fugue state because it's like one minute I was seeing the tweet and the next minute I had an invoice from paper pal saying there were two skeins on their way to me. And you don't remember anything in between. I have vague memories <laughs> of, of clicking, going to the new items page at the Loopy U and just clicking add to cart on like five different ones just to see what would what would go what would be in there and I figured I could call later and then two two were in my cart and then it was like just just go just move right. so yes save yourself so yes I finally have Volmisa and each of so these I can actually talk about over five hundred yards so yeah each of these tons of yardage you get one hundred and fifty grams. Yeah. Which, I should mention, I have two different types here. I've got her twin, which is soft weight, but it's 80% merino, superwash, 20%... Something in German? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's basically 20% nylon, or okay. otherwise man-made. And you get 150 grams of it, which for the twin means you get 510 yards. That's pretty damn good. Uh, the other one I have is 100% Merino Superwash, and for the 150 grams, you get 574 yards. That's a heck of a lot. You get a lot of yarn in this. It's a very sort of dense yarn. Yeah. Like, it doesn't squish yeah. very much when you squish the skein. There is no, there is a minimal squoosh factor. Yeah, but it's not scratchy or anything, and it looks like because of that twist, I think it'll be good for things that gives it some nice stitch definition. Yeah. I'm planning on doing cookie socks with the twin. Those would be good. Yes. And then for the uh, Merino Superwash, I'm thinking of doing a shawl because... I don't think 575 yards is enough to do knee highs on my monster calves. <laughs> okay. And doing regular socks with that kind of yardage, I'd have like 200 yards left over. Yeah. I know what you could do with it, but in, you, you'd have a lot of Valmaisa going into a certain, you know, knitted quilt that's been going around. Oh, God. That's, that's anyway, later. Anyway, we'll get to that later. That's later. No, I don't want to quite use it for that, or for the sock yarn blanket I have in progress. No, I... And I should say, I don't think I actually said the color said the color names. The tealy, greeny one is called Sabrina. And then I think Maggie mentioned earlier, the different shades of dark blue one is called Moses. And they're pretty. And I will have pictures up. And that's not Moses. the only pretty you have. No, I got some more pretty today, <laughs> which I ordered a couple weeks ago. And oh my god, I swear to god, on this podcast it sounds like I'm buying yarn all the time. <laughs> 
I swear to God, it's just because of the time of year. Like I said a couple weeks ago, it's the time of year. It's the getting extra money. It's the fact that I just got a bunch of back pay from like finally getting a contract. You know, our, co- our contract ratified, and I have gift certificates for my birthday. And in this case, there was also a ten percent off sale at Blue Moon Fiber, Fiber Arts, Arts, thanks to the Sock Summit. And I'm like, if I'm not at Sock Summit, I'm buying myself some yarn, <laughs> especially one colorway that I got because one colorway that I have here, it's like black and gray and blue and green, and there's it's, a little bit of yellowy. It's a whole bunch of colors. It's a whole bunch of red and a couple bunch whole bunch of colors. It's called Sockgate DHD <laughs> as in dial home device. It's the Sock Summit limited edition colorway. And when the first Sock Summit happened, they had a colorway called Sockgate and I wanted it so bad, but I didn't get it in time. So yeah, so I got that one and I got another one, which I, I feel like I should shout because it's all in capital letters, but it's called Zine. Z-E-I-N. And it's like, oh, gorgeous blue and green and tealy, purpley, gray, brownie goodness. And they, those two are like, you know, funky colors, which I'll do like yeah. plain socks with. So I'm sure they will get used up sometime soon. I was telling Karen earlier that, uh, ironically, the yarn colorway that I really want from Blue Moon Fiber Arts is called Storm. Wouldn't that be, ha- <laughs> wouldn't that be handy to have right about now? Not something you'd want to make something for someone in New York or Connecticut or These are my storm socks. But yes, those have been all my adventures in knitting. Okay, and moving into Geek Squee, after last week's ranty pants, I actually, not even on purpose, I just managed to find a whole bunch of really cute, adorable, or squealy stuff for this week. This is just feel-good stuff. Yeah, this is feel-good stuff. The first one... Oh my god, this is going to be my little dementor repulsor for (laughs) a long time. This is your happy thought? This is my happy place. I forget who sent it to me, but one of my friends who knows how much I love Wally and how much how happy that robot makes me sent me a link to a Tumblr called Adventures with Wally. It's someone who's taken a little posable Wally toy. Yep. And put it in different situations and posed it. It's so cute! I've seen this. Um, Wally has gone to Disney World. Yes, there was one where Wally was in Disney World and she had put, or, or he, I'm assuming it's a she. I assume everyone, I assume everyone on the internet is a she because all the fandoms I'm in are mostly women. But this person had taken Wally and put him in a little teacup on yep. a little saucer and posed him on the railing around the teacup ride. <laughs> With his little hands little up, arms the air, up in the like, air. It was really cute. It's so adorable. It was. It was really cute. Or there's another one like Wally has a Wally has an iced latte or something like that. Oh, and yeah. there's this little Wally sort of looking, looking up, up like, oh my god, at this drink cup, which is like three times taller than complete he is. with the with the uh, whipped cream on the top. Mm-hmm. It's so adorable. It, it is pretty damn adorable, I'll admit that. There's one with him cheering at a football game. Yes! Yep. And it's so cute. The way they pose him, just to get the expression yeah. from Wally. It's, it's so it adorable. really good. It's it really- looks like he's actually alive, really. It's so cute. Okay, moving from Wally, we have got word through the Geek 
grapevine. I guess that's a geek vine. I heard it on the geek vine. That Sherlock has, the BBC Sherlock has wrapped up filming. That means that Martin will be on his way back to Middle Earth. Uh, actually, they both will be, probably. <laughs> but it means that editing and, you know, all of that scoring, scoring and... post-production stuff can happen. Been, like which fast. hopefully means Sherlock soon. There has been a picture here and there leaking out. I guess people have been nearby where mm-hmm. shoots have been happening. And was this a t- uh, this was another Tumblr yeah. that was found? Now, granted, because people who are listening to this are probably geeks and they probably know about this, but we're putting it out there anyway. <laughs> there is a picture of Sherlock Benedict running, and, and he's running in sort of a goofy way too. Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of leaning his, back. He's leaning back and full, running. You know, his arms are in full pump piston mode, mm-hmm. and his hair is doing something weird. But fans have had some fun on top of this picture in Painter, yeah, and have been posting it. And there's been everything from him walking across the street with the Beatles mm-hmm. to Dorothy. The website's called Hustlin' Homes. That's right. It's on Tumblr. I'll if you put in like Hustlin' it. Homes and Tumblr and Google it right now, you'll find it. Or I'll put it. I'll definitely put it in the show notes. And some of them are hilarious. Yeah. Like they're all. Most of them are like are Microsoft worthy. Paint. So, yeah. but somehow the crappiness of the drawings just makes it that much more funny. My favorite is the one of Boromir. Sean Bean is Boromir. <laughs> you see a shot of him saying, "One does not simply hustle into." Mordor, and then there's a shot of Mordor with this itty-bitty figure in it, and it gets bigger, and you realize it's the cutout of <laughs> Sherlock, of Holmes, the hustling, and, and then, then Sean Bean just, you know, doing a facepalm. Yeah, I'm, we saw that when we just died. Yep, that's right. Holmes can hustle through Mordor. Mordor. That's there's right. all kinds of ones. There's one we saw where he was dressed up as Harry Potter. Yeah. And the one that Karen just about died over was the Peanuts version. Oh my god, the t-shirt. I want that t-shirt so bad. There's a Peanuts drawing version of Holmes lying on top of Snoopy's house with a little skull, and it's got the little board over his head. (laughs) The Snoopy house address is 221B. And then there's a Watson just sitting at the bottom next to the house, just blissfully happy. It's so cute. I'll admit, they did a really good job of that. I want it so bad. I'll admit that. And then actually thinking going from Peanuts to yet another childhood classic, at least for us at least, recently the band OK Go released a video of them doing the Muppet Show theme song with with the the Muppets. Muppets. There's all kinds of references in the video to their music video, so it helps if you've seen some of theirs before. If you're not quite familiar with the band, if you've seen the video of theirs that went viral quite a while ago with these guys doing these amazing dance routines on treadmills. Yeah. Like, exercise treadmills? Yeah. These are the guys. Yeah. And That's got to be some sort of childhood dream, to be able to do that with the Muppets. <laughs> I want to act with the Muppets. Johnny, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to get on YouTube and dance with the Muppets. <laughs> and all the favorite Muppets are there. Yeah. It's kind of hard to watch the video without singing along. Yeah. Especially if you grew up watching the Muppet Show. At the very least, bouncing along. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. Yeah, it's now I've got an earworm. Sorry, on the Muppet Show tonight. Bum, dun, bum, dun, bum. Dun. But yeah, it's adorable, and it has the in- Inception style ending. 
And moving on to more fun. One of the other things I saw this week reported on the Mary Sue is there was a convention earlier this week where Pixar released some information about some upcoming projects, one of which they're doing a dinosaur movie, which is going to be awesome because, I mean, dinosaurs are awesome and Pixar is awesome. Ergo, it's going to be awesome. It should be. If if it does not equate awesome, somebody messed up. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how they could screw that up, but they also released some more information about Brave. Brave. I'm so oh. looking forward to this. I so can't wait for this. I mean, for one thing, it's ni- it looks awesome. For another thing, it's kind of nice that they finally have a female hero <laughs> who is kick-ass. Yeah. Especially by the looks of the information they gave out. Yeah. There is some sort of slightly spoilery information about... It looks like the information is about like the first... The beginning of the beginning plot. Beginning of the plot. But basically it involves Princess Merida... Being a badass. Being a total badass when... She is being courted old-fashioned style. Yeah. Like it's one of those... Contests for a contests, yeah. hand. Yeah. It's the contest for the princess's hand. Each of the, the suitors have to do some sort of archery feat. Right. And I think they were just described as the rejects from the Braveheart. Yeah, the comedic yeah. rejects from yeah. Braveheart. Because this is a Scottish myth or storyline that it looks yeah. like. Yeah, looks like sort of takes place in Scotland and sort of the Middle Ages. I mean, heck, Billy Connolly's doing the voice of, yeah. the, of the king, so come on. And Emma it, Thompson is doing the voice of the queen. And... You know, it's the panorama had the standing stones and mists and lots highlands and, and Marita is awesome. She's got this brown face and this huge mane of I curly love that. I love red that hair. scene when she just whips off her hood and her hair just explodes into red curls around <laughs> her. That's fantastic. Your Halloween neck costume next year. Damn straight. <laughs> Damn straight. Power to the red headed curlies. But of course it turns Wait out Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, oh! I'm gonna go sit in the penalty box now. Tell and me while when... you toddle off to the penalty box, yeah, tell me when it's over. There's only a couple little trailers that they've released, but even in those trailers, she looks seriously badass because she's supposed to be like an expert archer. Yeah, so she looks like she can kick some serious ass. She she is. She's going an to be awesome. Itty bitty young girl, uh, being a princess and being of, of marrying age, she's probably very young for the time period because we are talking about myths and legends and princess era but you have a look at her face and her eyes are just fierce yes i i can't wait for that she looks awesome i can't we are going opening night to that oh hell yeah i don't you, care me opening night i don't care what happens what has to happen the next day no plus it's not like it's gonna be a midnight showing or anything i i don't care i don't care if it's a 2 a.m showing i don't care if it's a 2 p.m showing i am going to be there <laughs> Moving on to cravings, covets, and crushes, I'm going to blame Karen for a little bit of this. <laughs> because in wandering around Ravelry, I found a sweater that I really, really kind of like. And dang it all, it's a Fair Isle. Well, I guess it's a Fair Isle yoke. Yeah, it's a Fair Isle yoke because it is only two color, not a kaleidoscope of color. It's sort of like Fair Isle slash Norwegian. I don't even know patterns. how to properly pronounce this. Yeah, it looks like it's Icelandic. Yeah, so you know what? I'm going to call it the gray gray snowflake sweater. Here, give it to me and I'll give it a try. I've already tried to pronounce so many unpronounceable things. It looks like Goodman's Daughter. There you go. Goodman's Daughter. G-U-D-M-U-N-D-S-D-O-T-T-I-R. What she said. And it's by Carol Sunday of Sunday Knits. Who has done some really nice stuff. Yeah. I, was I looking I have at, a few things of hers cued. I was looking at the rest of the patterns in that book. Really nice 
So I'm blaming you for that particular one. You and <laughs> you and your Fair Isle influence. And the sweater itself. I don't know why, but I always think that redheads look really good with a deep ashy gray. Because mm-hmm. it's a neutral for the red to flare off of. Maybe that's just all in my head. But it is a gray sweater, a gray pullover. And it's a white snowflake pattern. yoke pattern around the yoke. And there's a little bit around the wrists and around the hem at the bottom. Yeah, and it's a very wide neckline. Yeah. 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 It looks almost like, like the neckline goes almost to the shoulder, it looks like. Now, I've only seen one picture of it. There's only one project on Ravelry. Okay. And I cannot be 100% certain that, do you think that's the finished picture, or do you think that there's more to the yoke that isn't shown? I'm not sure. Uh, see, I would think that would be a finished picture okay. if it's Especially if it's, if it's published. By you're right, you're designer. right. It does look like a somewhat unfinished neck edge. It doesn't look like it, it like there's no ribbing that yeah. I could see. It just looks like a very sort of... I might add just a, if I actually go through edge. and do that, I might add just a little bit of ribbing to give it a finished touch. Yeah, or like a little bit of garter stitch maybe. Yeah. And also just to pull it up a little bit. Because too, <laughs> depending on how wide, it looks like one of those things you might have to just be careful about how wide it is. Just sit on It's just shoulders. a little bit too wide and it starts sliding off the shoulders. Yep, which defeats the whole purpose of clothing. But like I said, you know, that can easily be fixed, though, with, again, just a little bit of garter stitch around yeah. the neckline. I'm sure that after our, the color work knitting, I'll, I'll appreciate some more garter stitch. And that's one of those things where it's like you have to be aware of how a piece will fit your, your personal body. body. Like if you have narrow shoulders, if you have wide right. shoulders. To heck with mannequins, to heck with instructions. You're going to have to actually try this thing on. Yeah, if you have lots of boob, if you only have a little boob. <laughs> And the other thing that I was looking at and crushing over was one of Cookie A's socks. And granted, that's not harder to crush over. <laughs> you know, let's just put it out there. We love Cookie A. Just oh, God, let, yes. Let's just put it out there. Have me some cookies and milk and I'm good. The PB&J socks, uh, something about them I just really, really took Those to. Those look so amazing. They're just so neat. She does such amazing things with cable panels and... It's like she was born. And... She was born to do this. Yes. She was born with the DNA of the gods, and they said she shall make socks. And yeah. actually, it's two separate twisted stitch cables, like two different cables that start off at a point at the toe, near the toe, or probably finish. I know a lot of her stuff is top down, but I always look at it as starting from the toe. Yeah. And basically, they go out, separate over the foot. Yep. And then come in and cross right over the instep. And then go... Up the sides. Out again. Up yep. the sides. Two it's different cable Two patterns. different cables. And of course, with Cookie A's socks, each sock is a mirror. It's not a duplicate. Yeah. So you can imagine standing, you know, with your feet together looking at these socks. It's just got to be such a neat visual. Looking at the way the cables just sort of swirl yeah. around the foot. I think at the moment, it's part of her sock club. Yeah, it is. So the only people that have the pattern right now are sock club members. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it said, though, that it would be released at some point. You lucky, lucky people. I shall stalk you and live in your garbage. I am the uber-large raccoon. Little black mask. Yep. Little fuzzy ears. <laughs> Big Pin a little ring tail on your, bu- on yeah. your butt. Yeah, piecing together a, a cookie A pattern from bits and pieces of printouts. Okay, so what you got? Well, when it comes to patterns, because, oh God, I have enough yarn for the moment. <laughs> I do not mean to be looking for yarn. Plus, for this sort of thing... I usually like to mention yarns that I have at least actually held. True. If not worked with. So, uh, looking at patterns, a lot of people will probably have heard about the beekeeper's quilt. 
Everybody raise your hand if you've heard it. I don't care if you're on the bus. Raise your hand if you've heard about this. It's gone viral this past week or two. Just inserting a correction. The pattern's by tiny owl nits. I said fairy owl nits when we were recording. Fixed. And it is basically a huge quilt made up of these little hexagons Mm -hmm. that are actually filled with polyfill. Yeah, or batting or, you know, spare wool or something like that. And... A lot of people are actually calling them hexapuffs. <laughs> and basically what you do is you make... That, that just sounds like a little spell. That's an itty-bitty... Yeah. It's an itty-bitty... Hexapuff. Hex. <laughs> I'm in hexapuff house. <laughs> but yeah, and they're actually made with sock yarn. Or most of them are made with... I'm sure you can you, you could use other yarn if you wanted. But for the original version, they're made with sock yarn. They're like a couple inches wide, like maybe three inches wide. And then basically you make the hexagon in the round. So it's sort of like doing a sock toe. Yeah on a toe-up sock if you start with the magic cast-on. Right. It's basically the same thing. You do the the cast-on at the beginning, and then you increase at the sides, and then decrease, Decrease. and then stuff it with a little bit of polyfill, and then sew it shut. Is it a three-needle bind-off, or do you sew it? No, it can't be a three-needle. There's been a few, well, there's been a few different ways. I was looking at the group for it, because there's a bit of a knit-along going on that you can still join up for. And in a sort of tips and tricks thread, people have been posting different ways that they've been doing it. Some people have been doing three-needle bind-off. Some people do it Kitchener. Other people do it certain ways. I think there is actually a cast-on and a bind-off suggested in the pattern, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, I think because then at the two ends, it gives you sort of the little pearl bumps that you can... Use to pick up. Sew through. Yeah. When you have other ones. But you can make all these little things completely separately. Yeah. The person who created the pattern just tossed them in a basket. Yeah. Until she had lots of them. And there's a video where she shows her basket of hexapuffs. I just keep thinking of tribbles. They Actually, it looks kind of like tribbles. You do little fuzzy ones. Yeah. The tribble quilt. They do tend to multiply like that. But one of the great things about it is it uses a very small amount of sock yarn. I think she said that it uses like 10 to 14 yards yeah, that's, of sock yarn. that's teeny. So, obviously, with all these sock knitters yeah. and all this lovely sock yarn... We all probably have leftovers of sock yarn. So you could take your leftovers of sock yarn. Or, you know, if your yarn store has a basket of single skeins of koigu, where they don't have any more in that colorway, and some places will discount those. Odd ends. You can get 12 puffs out of a single skein of koigu. Yeah. And from the look of it, it's a really portable project. Like, you just toss the little ball of yarn, a little lump of polyfill into a bag with the needles, and you can just knit them up wherever you are and then later you sew it sounds like a pattern that's easy to memorize yeah so there's a lot of patterns in the tips and tricks thread or some other threads where people put in little patterns for embroidery yeah later on I've seen like little owls little <laughs> flowers little all sorts of really cool little things so you can embroider some of them and then at some point you just sew them all together at that and make point, this big poofy squishy, squishy. quilt God, I'm just imagining the squoosh factor. Oh, God. I think at that point, it needs to be like a quilting bee, where you just bring your hex puffs, sit in front of a TV, have, you know, the hot chocolate going... Mm-hmm. And just go gangbusters on it. Or really, you could do it as you do hex as you finish them. Yeah, I'm just like trying to finish make a party out of it. Yeah, or you can you can do a little bit of both. You know, once a week you can get together and sort of sew them together. You could probably do a trade too with other. People. Oh yeah, there's hexapuff trades going on. <laughs> 
in the group again. They have a swap that they're setting up. Cool. And there's there's also yarn ball swaps there too, so that you can trade. Say you do like three puffs out of this one type of yarn, and you still have a bunch left over, so you can trade that with someone else who, who has, has something. Something else. Something a different. Middle mini skein trade. It looks really neat. Yeah. It's and I good. really want to make it. <laughs> the thing is, I already have a sock yarn blanket sort of in progress. I have one square done. <laughs> I have another square sort of on the needles. It's it's another one of those I'll work on it occasionally when I feel like it projects. Uh-huh. Except, as I've said before, it's so occasionally that this rate I'm going to finish it in like 2025 but the scary thing is I'm pretty sure even with just the yarn ends that I the ball ends that I have now not counting any of the socks I'm working on currently or the stash that I have if I did not do anything with the ends from the rest of my stash I could probably make both blankets out of my the ends I have right now I need to see the stash again because I know I've seen it I once have... before but obviously my mind was not clear clear. It's three like one gallon Ziploc bags stuffed. And that's the ends? Yeah, all the leftover bits from different socks and sock yarn shawls. I'm wondering how many of you guys out there have heard of this uh, pattern and how many of you are following, are actually doing it? Yep, if you're doing it, leave a little note on the group. And if you find or come up with, oh, we need geeky duplicate stitch. I'm sure there's, I know there's some geeky ones already in there. I'm pretty sure there's got to be like a little lightning bolt for Harry Potter. Oh, someone did. Someone is doing or did. I didn't go all the way through the thread the animals for each of the Hogwarts houses. So you can do a little griffin or a little badger or a little eagle or a little snake (laughs) on it. If you guys are doing this in the Ravelry thread for this episode, just go in and say, like, if you're doing the beekeeper quilt. If a lot of people are doing it, we might have to start a separate thread just for people doing that. (laughs) Or we can collate, like, all the... The really geeky, link to all the really geeky embroidery patterns. Oh, that would be a good idea. You can get a lot of the comic book heroes and their symbols in there. Yes. Like a little Superman. Yep. Or a little Batman. Yes. little bat signal. Or, oh, it would be more complicated, but can you imagine Captain America's shield on a little hexapuff? It'd either be some epic duplicate stitch embroidery later, or you'd have to figure out a way to do the hexagon, like, from the center out, probably. Either that or some epic intarsia work work on the back. Though, with that, yeah, well, at some point it would be three colors. So you can still strand it. It would just be really complicated. You might not need to stuff it at all. Yeah, you might With not. all the ends. But yeah, I'm seriously tempted to do it. Because too, like the thing with the soccer and blanket I'm doing right now, I kind of like having a lot of ends around so that when I finish one, I've done one square that's sort of log cabin style. The one I have on the needles now is just sort of a start in the middle and gradually get bigger, yeah. increasing at four points so it turns up into roughly a square. And for that one, I'm just going to, for all of them, I basically just sort of pick balls either at random or I still like to look at them and see like that they're not going to be too close to what I've already picked. But for that, you need to have a larger quantity of yarn with you if you're taking it somewhere. With the hexagons, you can just put a ball in a bag and just knit from that one until you have a few hexagons. Yeah. And then you change out the ball. Yeah, it sounds like a fun project. It is. <laughs> yeah, she's going red. I don't know anything. I, the thing is, I don't think I need another sock yarn blanket in my life at the moment. But I also really want to do it. <laughs> so wait a minute. I'm not sure whether I'm trying to talk myself into it or talk myself down. You got a set of Viper Pilot. You got a set of the nameless. The brainless. nameless brainless. You have a cardigan that has to, or a sweater that has to be sewn Seemed. together. I have a shawlette that I haven't worked on that I stopped working on for the potion master stole that I haven't picked up again. And when I finish that one, I have to see how much yarn I have left over from that because 
my mother wants me to make me a sh- make her a shawl, and she happened to buy the same colorway. Okay. Of Malabrigo sock yarn. Okay. So I'm going to take the leftovers and put that with what she bought. Once that one is finished, so you can put one of those little fingers down, Missy. <laughs> She's counting on her hands. Um, once that's finished, I'm going to be. Wor- I have another shawl I'm going to be working on. In the background, I have the sock yarn blanket, and then I would like if I do get the yarn for the fair isle scarf, I would like to start it. <laughs> Oh my god! Did you have ticking fingers? Did off. you have another sweater that you wanted to do? Um, yeah, I have sock yarn. I have, I have a sweater's worth of yarn that I want to use sometime fairly soon. Oh, and then, <laughs> oh, and then there's the other sort of very long term. I do it gets done when it gets done. Sort of project is the the sport weight sweater wrap sweater. All right, we've hit ten. <laughs> not all of those are are active projects. <laughs> oh my god! But not. Not all of them are active, but not all of them are backburners either. I know. God, it's the same sort of thing as like when I actually look at my stash and I actually start counting like how many projects worth of yarn I have. I have not hit Sable yet, which is stash acquisition beyond life expectancy. (laughs) (laughs) The term the yarn harlot came up with, but I have not hit that providing I, I live an average lifespan. I am a serious project slut. Yeah, I, I get, finish stuff. I get two or three projects on the needles at once, and I start hyperventilating. Yeah, you start going nuts. And Karen's still trying to pull me over into the slut category. Come on, you can do it! You can do it! Well, see, because part of the thing is, I don't usually knit for other people. Like, I have some charity knitting that I do in the background, which is, again, pick it up occasionally. I'll make it whip out a hat in a week. But other than that, and other than, like, you know, the shawl for my mom. I don't knit a lot for other people. Mainly because this is my hobby. <laughs> also because I don't know a lot of people that, you know, seem like they really... I'm sure there's there's some people that would appreciate it. Yes, they have to be yarn worthy. But there's also a lot of people who, you know, don't have this, you know, a huge burning desire for something hand-knit. Which yeah. is okay with me, because it means more yarn and more projects for me. I am a member of the Selfish Nurse Group in Ravelry. <laughs> for a good reason. There is nothing wrong with that. You, on the other hand, knit a lot for other people, which means you usually have either deadlines yeah. or you know other stuff that you want to knit for people yep. or you'd like to finish it sometime soon so you can give it to somebody. Yeah. So it makes sense for you to have not as many projects because otherwise you have stuff for other people and that's sort of like psychological pressure. Like if you don't finish it, you are depriving someone of something. Either that or I have to actually go out and find a substitute. If I haven't finished the birthday, Christmas or whatever gift, now I got to find a substitute for it. And I've got 75% gift on the needles. Ah, dang it. I need to win the lotto so I can stay home and knit all the time. Yeah, I think I think a lot of knitters have that dream. Or, you know, I need to win the lotto, or win a smaller lotto so I can take, like, six months... Knitting sabbatical? Yeah, knitting sabbatical. Or I can watch TV and knit. But yeah, I know, I have lots of projects on the needles. Plus, the more stuff I'm working on, the more stuff I have to, I have to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Instead of me with the same old thing. I do little runs of the same thing for a few weeks, and it's like, yeah! new project. I've cast on three more things. (laughs) Okay, we have left, we have digressed. So we're like, like it won't happen. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so it looks like actually that's it for this week. Now, remember guys, stay safe with the weather that's out there. Yes, be safe. Hopefully by the time you hear this, well, hopefully you will hear this, hopefully you will hear this on Monday because you will have power and everything. That might be being overly optimistic, but I will go with that. Think positive, happy thoughts. But be prepared. Yes. Just in case. So, geek on have fun, be good, and if not, send us the pictures, as always, especially if it's, you know, that whole dancing naked in the rain type stuff. Woohoo! <laughs> 
Just not with your knitting needles. That will attract the lightning. Not with metal knitting metal knitting needles. Yeah, you can do it with the bamboo ones. Bamboo would be fine. But anyways, have fun, guys. See you later. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and comment at our blog at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1-G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. Or you can email us at knit1geek2 at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation at our Ravelry group. Just search for Knit1Geek2 in the Groups tab. Thanks, and have a good week.